Welcome to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. I'm your host, Kyra Howarth, and we'll be chatting about all things astrology, tarot, spirituality, and manifesting. Hey there, guys. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm going to give you a bit of a forecast for the month ahead for April 2021 going to be looking at the astrology and I'll do a quick reading with some tarot cards and I also have some questions from some followers on Instagram that I'll be answering towards the end of the show. So let's dive in and let's begin by seeing what's in store for us with the astrology for the month ahead. So there's a few themes that are coming up for the month ahead. And one of the biggest things is the North Node is coming into a trine with Saturn. And this, because the North Node and Saturn are both rather slow moving in comparison to um, a lot of the other planets or points, the North Node isn't really a planet, but anyway, um, because it's quite slow moving, this uh, angle is going to be felt for a lot of the month. So what this North Node Trine Saturn means is that we're going to be challenging ourselves to grow in a way that helps us be more self-disciplined and to set boundaries as well. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a challenging month ahead, but through those challenges, when you really apply yourself you're going to be able to make a lot of progress towards your future destiny that's what the north node is all about the north node of future destiny so yeah it's it's going to be hard but through that hard work you'll get the rewards that you're looking for mars is also creating a few angles with some of the outer planets during april and again because mars is a little bit slower moving. It's not that slow, but the effects can be felt for a week or possibly more. So first up, we've got Mars in Gemini squaring Neptune in Pisces. And so Mars is the planet of motivation and taking action. And in the fast paced sign of Gemini, then we're really picking up the pace. We're really feeling energized towards our goals. But during April, this can cause a bit of a challenge, especially in the first, I think, like two weeks of April. Expect to be challenged as you're trying to push through those goals. You're challenged because Neptune reminds you of your bigger vision, of those dreams that you have, that higher purpose that you have for yourself. And so you might be pushing ahead with these goals and taking action, but The thing is to come back into alignment with what your soul truly wants for you to do. Mars will also later on in the month form a trine, which is a more positive angle, a lucky angle, I guess, with Jupiter in Aquarius. And so what this means is that as we pick up that pace and we're working towards those goals later in the month, there's going to be this beautiful channel opening up for us of luck and abundance and joy and growth. And yeah, it's going to feel really fulfilling on a soul level because you're going to be making that progress. 
So, yeah, expect the first half of the month especially to be challenging as you really work hard towards your goals. But then towards the second half of the month or possibly the last week of April, expect to see those rewards coming through. Expect to be reaping the rewards from all that hard work you've been putting in. And of course, we've got a lot of those inner planets in Aries up until I think about the uh, 19th or so of the month. Uh, yeah, the sun moves into Taurus on the 20th of April. And so for about those first two to three weeks, we've got Venus and Mercury and the sun, of course, all in Aries. So again, we're going to be feeling quite ambitious. It really blends well with that Mars and Gemini energy that I was just talking about. Taking action and moving forward with your plans. And then once those planets move into Taurus, I think um, Mercury and Venus are moving into Taurus, I don't know, around the 15th or somewhere around there, mid-month. And then the sun is following on the 20th. Once those inner planets move into Taurus, the pace will slow down a bit. Taurus has a slower and gentler approach towards manifesting goals. Taurus forces you to step back and create more of a practical plan rather than just charging like, you know, a bull at a gate or whatever. So, yeah, during that first half of the month, it's going to be really push, push, push. And then we're going to start to slow down. We're still going to be working towards our goals, still going to feel really motivated, but we're going to have a more calmer approach to how we manifest those things that we're working on. So that's the astrology for the month ahead in a brief little nutshell. I'm going to pull a few cards now to give us a bit further guidance on what we need to, as a collective, be focusing on for the month of April. So today I have the Green Witch Tarot that I'm going to be using. This is a beautiful tarot deck which infuses some different plants and animals into each card. It's a, yeah, it's a really beautiful deck. If you're looking for a new tarot deck, this one, yeah, I highly recommend. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull out maybe three cards for us. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Okay, so I have our three cards. And we have the Nine of Wands reversed. And what this card means is that, yeah, it's, it's about hard work. Like the Nine of Wands is about pushing through and almost getting to the end. Because it's reversed, it's kind of like losing steam when you're so close to your goal. So if you're feeling this month ahead that, you know, you're doing all this hard work and you're just not seeing the results. Maybe take a look at how you've been sabotaging yourself, how maybe you're procrastinating or 
what obstacles or blockages are coming up for you that are stopping you from finishing a project and reaping the rewards. So yeah, a really good reminder that, you know, sometimes we are so close to the end, but sometimes we just can't cross that finish line. So keep pushing. If that's you, keep pushing. You're almost there. The second card I've got is a four of pentacles. And um, I did mention <laughs> that these cards have some herbs and animals in it. And this one actually has the turtle in it. I'm sorry, if you're watching on the video, um, you can't probably see the card too clearly. Anyhow, the four of pentacles is around letting go of physical possessions like declutter. And I can really speak from experience, like decluttering, getting rid of all this excess stuff in your life frees up your energy to help you manifest more. So if this four of pentacles is really speaking to you, take a nice gentle approach to releasing the physical stuff in your life that doesn't serve you. You don't need to like chuck everything out that doesn't, you know, spark joy, but maybe just pick a drawer or pick a cupboard or just something small and yeah, see what you don't need. See what's just junk and just filling up space. Uh, maybe you'll find some hidden treasures or something that you could sell or give to someone else. So yeah, declutter, letting go of your attachment to physical possessions. And the final message from the cards for this week ahead is the sun and the sun is reversed. And so what I'm seeing here, oh, and of course it has sunflowers as the plant on this card. And I'm not entirely sure there's a bird in the sky, but I'm not entirely sure about looking at the guidebook, which bird that is. But for me, what I'm feeling with the sun reversed here is that we can get really clouded. We can lose um, sight of what really creates joy and happiness in our lives. It's like a cloud comes over us and we can't quite see clearly what our true passions are, what really brings us that inner joy. So I feel like this speaks um, towards the later uh, end of the month as the sun moves into Taurus. Taurus season can be a time of connecting back to your heart and connecting back to what brings you pleasure, connecting back to those sensual pleasures, lighting a scented candle or diffusing some essential oils, giving yourself a massage or going to a massage therapist, something that really awakens the senses, eating delicious food and savoring it in your mouth bite by bite. Whatever appeals to you, re-engage with those senses and re-engage with the pleasure of being alive and you know, find happiness through the everyday. So I've got a few questions from some followers on Instagram that I'm going to answer on today's episode as well. So let me grab my phone. Okay, so I have a question here from Zed Bell's XOX. I unfortunately do not know the time I was born, only day and place. 
can I still do a chart? So we're talking about astrology here. So yes, you can absolutely still do a chart. Um, not knowing the exact time that you were born rules out knowing your rising sign and also the houses. However, you can still absolutely do a chart and set it so that it's sun houses. So for example, if you're a Gemini sun, then your first house will be in Gemini, second house will be in Cancer and so forth. Um, you can, of course, intuitively try to guess what time you were born and figure out what rising sign that places you at. And, you know, sometimes you can kind of guess what rising sign you are. Your rising sign often reflects in your life through the clothes that you wear. And so, uh, yeah, if you, for example, find that you really love purple and gold, then that can be a hint that you're a Leo rising. Or if you like to wear all black, then perhaps you're a Scorpio rising. Or if you prefer pastel colors, like maybe pastel pink and purple and a bit of turquoise, maybe you're a Pisces rising. So there's a few different ways that you can try to deduce the exact time you were born if you really don't know. And of course, you can always call the hospital that you were born at. They usually keep records and they should be able to tell you the time that you were born. Um, but yeah, if you just don't know, that's fine. Just look at your sun houses instead and that will still give you so much information about, yeah, your, your astrology makeup. So I've got another question here from, I'm not sure I'm going to say this username right, Sayoyoa, S-A-O-Y-O-A, and she's asking, favorite tarot card and what does it mean to you? Hmm, it's really hard to pick just one tarot card that I love the most. It probably changes a lot. Um... Hmm, I'm guessing at the moment, I, I really love it when I pull the page of wands um, because for me, it's just saying you're on the right track. Keep going. <laughs> um, I've been pulling a lot of wands lately. It's funny because in today's tarot reading, I just did for you guys, I got the nine of wands and I also pulled the nine of wands for myself this morning. And I'm sure I've pulled the nine of wands about three times in the past two weeks. So yeah, like a nine of wands is also, it keeps coming up for me as well. But that page of wands is like a really strong affirmative yes. And so for me at the moment, that would probably be my favorite card because it's like, yes, keep going, Clara. <laughs> okay. Um, and I've got another question here from Khalil77. And she says, I know I'm a Taurus, but how do you know your rising signs, etc.? Okay, so this is where you'll need to pull up an astrology chart. And I've talked about this um, in previous episodes, but pretty much go to astro.com, enter in your birth details to bring up a free astrology chart. And there you'll be able to find your ascendant, which is your rising sign, 
your moon sign and yeah, whatever else, your Mercury, Venus, Mars, everything. <laughs> um, and of course that will really help if you have an accurate time of birth and accurate place of birth because these things affect uh, how your astrology chart displays. Um, and of course you can always book in for a reading with me if you're not sure. I, yeah, I will just bring up your chart and I will tell you exactly what you need to know about your rising sign and whatever else you're interested in. And, okay, and I've got a question which is quite similar from the Pagan Homemaker and she wants to know how to find out your Chiron. So, to find Chiron, you'll need to bring up your astrology chart. So like I just explained, go to astro.com and enter in your birth details to bring up your chart. And what you'll need to do is on astro.com, go to the extended chart selection and there'll be a space where you can put in asteroids and stuff like that. And uh, I think there's like a little drop down menu and Chiron should just be there near the top. So you need to Select Chiron and then Chiron will show up in your chart when you pull up the chart. Um, yeah, so again, this is something else that if you have no idea, if you want someone to do it for you, uh, yeah, feel free to book in a reading and I'll be happy to show you where your Chiron is and explain to you exactly what that means for you. Chiron, for those who don't know, is the asteroid of healing and past wounds. So it can be really helpful to figure out where your Chiron is to see those parts of your life where you do hold on to a lot of pain and that that area of your life that needs a lot of healing work. It can be really helpful. And I've got a question here from, uh, I'm not sure how to say this, <laughs> Contiz, C-O-N-T-I-S-Z. It's so funny with like Instagram names because, yeah, <laughs> sometimes they're just not supposed to be spoken out loud, right? Anyway, um, so you want to know how to connect with your spiritual animal. So this is a really interesting question. Um, I actually did, uh, well, I've done a few meditation courses with one of my dear friends, Leslie Ann Bergstrom. You can find her on Facebook. Uh, she runs, uh, a group called Journey Drum Meditation, and she is an absolute expert in spirit animals. And, um, yeah, I've done meditation courses with her where, she guides you through finding your spirit animal. And through that experience of meditating with Leslie, I found that, you know, you can have more than one spirit animal. The spirit animals in the spirit realm are just there waiting to give you guidance when that animal really needs to come into your life. So, yeah, it's an interesting journey. Definitely check out Journey Drum Meditation on Facebook. Leslie does free meditations at times as well. So yeah, she's wonderful to work with. That would be my recommendation for you. And I have one last question here from Shweta uh, Chappell. No, hang on, I'm going to say this wrong. Shweta Chappell, um, S-H-W-E-T-A-C-H-A-P-L-E. And you want to know about reading the cards. 
So that's like a huge topic <laughs> that I could talk about forever. Um, but yeah, we're reading the cards. Um, I'm actually, uh, well, actually yesterday I released a mini e-course where I do teach you how to intuitively read the cards. So I will put the link for that in the notes for this episode. So if you do want to learn how to intuitively read the cards, um, yeah, it's like, I'm sure it's like a seven minute video where, yeah, I just teach you how to intuitively read the cards in a really simple and easy way. Um, yeah, it's, you can like spend hours and hours reading and studying and memorizing each individual card, but I've pretty much broken it down in this e-course to a simple way that's um, yeah, more intuitive and much more easier to read. So that's all the questions for today's episode. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on a future episode, feel free to send me through a message on Instagram. That's at herbal.moon.goddess. And I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope the forecast was really insightful for the month ahead. And yeah, stay magical. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and tune in for our next episode. Bye for now.